Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's KJ Carson on WEEI. WEEI. To Patriots fans everywhere. Nowhere in America are pro sports fans as passionate as in New England. And for 24 years, I was blessed to feel your passion and power. The Patriots are the only NFL representing six states. Kansas City does too. But in reality, Patriots Nation knows no borders. You were undaunted by weather attended scorching hot training camp practices and braved Foxborough's coldest, wettest, snowiest, and windiest days. Your thoughtful letters offered support, critique, and some of you knuckleheads actually sent creative play suggestions, really? <clears throat> you watched on TV, the internet, and from your stadium seats, you traveled from coast to coast and internationally numerous times. You overtook opposing stadiums and were the last Fans standing. We loved it. You gave your precious time, resources, and energy to our team. We appreciated it. Six times you packed Boston by the millions for parades that were truly a two-way expression of gratitude and love. The images from those days are burned in my memory. Right behind Shula's record. I'm kidding. <clears throat> You may even enjoyed my fashion sense and press conferences, or maybe you just tolerated them. I love coaching here, and together we experienced some amazing moments. Thank you all, and on to Annapolis. I'm, I'm sorry. <clears throat> With respect and admiration, Bill Belichick. Good afternoon. It's KJ. Is this Mike working? It's been it's been on for a while. Thank you so much for being here. 617-779-7937. Text line 37937. That is from the A3 sec A3. That's spending money for Bill Belichick's thank you letter to New England. Which I'm here to remind you that the other guy did his in a tweet. Tweets don't cost a thing. Look at this Brady Brady Belichick thing. I've always said it doesn't really exist just for ourselves. But Belichick actually put his own money. Do you think putting an A3 ad? Zach, co-producer, how you doing, man? Thank you so much for your work today. Look forward to working with you. Doing good. Looking forward to the show. That is not cheap. The Sunday Globe A3? Like, 
Uh, world's un- world's ending. Massachusetts is taxing. Page three. Belichick's letter. Whew. I didn't think we were going to get anything out. It's been a while, and he didn't get a job. I thought maybe he was going to be a little bit salty about it. Well, I didn't think that at all because that's kind of like a modern-day narrative. If it doesn't go your way, be mad, scream loud, tell him that The Rock doesn't deserve to fight Roman Reigns. Whatever you want to do, this is how you show your real appreciation and the dedication. Look, if it was – go to Tom's letter, right? All right, remember, oh, you, you embraced this California kid in Massachusetts was my home. And, well, I, yeah, I don't know what my future holds, but it's time for me to open a new stage in my life. And who wants to hear that? That's like getting a divorce letter saying, you know, look, I know the, the, the marriage didn't work out, but she's really cute and she listens to me and laughs at a few of my jokes. Belichick has continued to take the high road, and you just saw it again today in the Globe, 617 779 7937 text line 37937 will play uh would you rather more likely to that's to come i'm gonna talk to my buddy in atlanta sam crenshaw um about what was the thinking that belichick didn't get the atlanta job so that's still to come in about 15 minutes but i have to take off my hat to bill belichick and the way that he has handled this process as it has ended okay Think of all the uh, the yappers. I, I just I, I'm just totally amazed to say, oh, well, look, Bill must not be that much of a genius if he can't get hired again. I'd be the one to tell you that. Hey, if you know that Belichick is only about 14 games away from Shula's record, why am I going to hire a guy that can go eight and nine two straight years get what he needs, and I'm still back at square one? Now, I do think there is a scenario where Belichick could be back in the game, get Shula's record, and only has to stay for a couple of years. Just watch Mike McCartney. And how that goes for him with Dallas before Thanksgiving, right? Bill, don't have any Thanksgiving plans just yet. But the way that Belichick has handled all of this shows that this is the guy that's taken the high road all along. All along. How many of you, raise your hands, Patriot fans, and if you're driving, don't raise your hands. Were you upset at the lackluster initial Brady goodbye farewell? The tweet. Zach, am I wrong? Does it cost anything to to send out a tweet? I I don't know. Last I checked, it was $0 to send a tweet. You're not calling up the Globe and saying, hey, I want this for gratis. A3? The first page where you can have some type of commercialism? Now, if I was in Belichick's circle, I said, you know how you'd really do it? And you could be a Svengali? Call up Odyssey. You can run the ad on Mix. You can run it on EEI. Uh, you, you you can run it on big and just put like that same patriotic music that KJ used and read that over that. And it becomes like the voice of God continuing playing like to the point where kids will start to hear it right, right after the pledge of allegiance. Can you play the Belichick commercial that I heard on WEEI that that would have been the next phase of it, but that's okay. Still just as effective. Now here's why I think it gets pretty interesting down the road. The last Brady versus Belichick contest, because let's see, uh, Brady going to Tampa, okay, he won that one. Uh, Belichick, he lost the one since Brady left. I would say that Belichick is now won in the best goodbye letter to New England, so he's won that. So what, am I at 2-1, 2-2? Two, two two? I, I don't know. But the next one is going to be in the television booth. See, I've been noticing how many people have been screaming bloody murder about how bad Tony Romo is. And I will explain to you that, you know why they pay Tony Romo is because he's entertaining. Like If he came up there with a book report every day, he's like, dude, I did not come to watch football for math. 
And, and another thing, I didn't come here really to do a whole lot of learning. I want to watch action. I want to watch scoring. I want to yell at the television. I'm not really super listening unless something dramatic is happening. So that's why people were in their chest about Tony Romo, because they're hoping Greg Olson can take Tony Romo's job, follow the logic, so that way you don't have to necessarily criticize Tom Brady if he falls on his face. Meanwhile, Belichick may be the most entertaining former coach since John Madden when he gets in the booth. Because he's got what? A personality. You just haven't seen it yet. That's the Brady versus Belichick argument that I'm looking forward to. If Belichick goes to the booth. Now, I don't think he's going to be there sitting next to a person calling games all the time. But this guy can probably be more effectively entertaining than Terry Bradshaw. Yeah, Terry Bradshaw, look, that, that was really good when you had you know Smokey and the Bandit. You don't know the movie? I'll go look it up. But Belichick, I don't think, is gone from public sight because we're getting, we're going to see, I believe, what a real personality that this guy is. Even some people don't even believe that Belichick wrote today's statement. You know how you know that Belichick wrote the statement? Because he didn't say just Boston. Right? He just like Boston. He said Foxborough. You know, someone un, unimagined would have just written New England and Boston. It's like I live in Haverhill. No, I don't live in Boston. I live in Haverhill. Belichick has another act to come. And unfortunately, it's not coaching. In the next segment here in about five minutes, talk to my buddy Sam Crenshaw. We'll get into a little of the minutia of what happened or what could have potentially got the Falcons to the point of asking Belichick to interview twice and not getting the job. Because here's what happens in New England with us. This is the most educated area in the country historically, right? Universities are great. Prices for housing is high. Everybody has a, a dot in between the last thing. And, you know, like, it's not junior, but it's like dot MD or PhD or Juris, whatever it is. JD, I, I don't know all that stuff. This is why I got C-pluses in school to do this. So it's a very high-cultured place. So sometimes when people know a lot, it's very hard to tell them anything. And I probably... have an idea of why Belichick is not in Atlanta. It has nothing to do with Belichick's acumen, but where the game is heading to in terms of the relationship between player, coach, and the team. That's why Gerard Mayo is the ideal guy. 617-779-7937. Text line 37937. KJWEEI. Thank you so much for hanging out on your Sunday. We'll get to the Super Bowl as well. And and even some of this argument with, with with Patrick Mahomes as the greatest of all time, I'm like, wow. <laughs> some people not have to push a button to, you know, like a, a cable box that had a cord to it. Yeah, I, I, I'm, you know, I'll get into it. And, and, and looking back, it was like, you know what? People are really losing sight of how great Joe Montana was. And you would almost argue that if Brady doesn't have a second act, Brady doesn't surpass Montana. That That's still to come. All right, coming up. Uh, we'll get the trending here in, in moments uh, with Zach Coe. Um, but again, I, I get I take my hat off to Belichick for this letter that was crafted today. Think about it. He released the letter on a day where there's no football. Unselfish. Realizing that I don't want to be a distraction to other things that are going on with the game. Not leading into Super Bowl weekend. You do this. No, I mean, there's, there's technically not even a pro bowl. It's just kind of like, you know, gym class. It's just the supersized gym class going on right now. Like, how far can you throw a volleyball? So, good on Bill. Great for him. I'm always going to be a fan of his. I'm always going to believe 
that he is the one that created the beast that became Tom Brady. Everybody else could have taken him several times, at least a few times over. But it was because of Bill seeing something in somebody. He he took his greatness and was able to see someone, let's just call it what it is, become greater in their stature than what he is, right? Yeah, Belichick's probably the greatest coach of all time. But there's something, there's a little more to something when you say you're the greatest quarterback of all time. It, that, that carries a bit of weight, right? So that's why I always say, man, I don't buy this Belichick versus Brady crap. It's all... It's it's kayfabe. That's what they call it. It's kayfabe, right? Like it's like Sergeant Slaughter and, and the Iron Sheet going out for beer. You know, now they don't have bad guys necessarily in wrestling, but at one time they did. And if they got caught together, it was like the end of the world. And I'm trying to tell you, it's not the end of the world that Belichick and Brady actually are probably more alike than they are different. It's time to trend with Zach Ho. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Get Boston Sports Original on the go. Wherever you go. Just download the Odyssey app. We're right back to it. It's KJ Carson on WEEI. Yeah. Turn it up, Zach. Turn it up. Yeah. KJ WEEI. 617-779-7937. Text line 37937. For all you Chappelle heads, that's cold-blooded. And look, some people think that (laughs) by Belichick not getting the Atlanta Falcons job after seemingly being called first, being brought back in second, and being chosen, losing out to Raheem Morris, you know, I think there was just kind of a a shock there. So I I have to reach out to my mentor, my big brother. He's at our sister station, 92.9 The Game in Atlanta. Uh, it's more than an honor for me to have you on here. Sam Crenshaw, thank you so much for joining me here on WEEI. Good Sunday to you, my man. Good Sunday to you, KJ. Man, always great to hear your voice and always proud of everything that you're doing. Can I admit to people that that Rick James record that I just played, I actually stole from your collection when I helped you move from one of your places some years ago? You know, But <laughs> look, what was the thought process of the fan base when Belichick's name was being bandied about it potentially as the next head coach for the Falcons. Well, I tell you, it it, it, it had um, people torn um, in, in this community. A lot of people said, okay, all right, it, it makes sense. Some were, considered, were concerned about the age. And then, of course, there's that garden party that happened back in Houston a few years back that people here can never forget. Yeah. So people say, of all people, do we want this guy? But with his credentials, how could you not? you know, want at least to to, uh, to see if it's possible. And the second interview made us feel like 
the combination of him getting the second interview and him not talking to any other teams made us all feel like it was a done deal. We really did. We thought, okay, this is close. Maybe they're talking to some of these other people to see if they want to come and be on the staff and be like the coach in waiting after he reaches 348. Right. Okay? Because that's the whole thing we figured. He's coming here to, to, to get things going in the right direction, bring in a quarterback he can work with, and he, he's attracted to this place because there's enough talent in place that he knows that he he should be able to win and reach and reach that goal, that career goal. So that made sense to us. Um, you know, then the Falcons started interviewing other people, and I really think, you know, some kind, some kind of way, Harbaugh, I think, was the guy that maybe the, they were really hoping for because once Harbaugh decided to pass up on a second interview here, go out to California and agree to the Chargers job, that's when they moved on Mark. So, I, you know, that's, that, that's what I you know, tend to think. But we all thought all along that, that Belichick was the clubhouse leader, as you might say, if you, if you use a golf term, and that yeah. uh, he was the favorite. Yeah, that's interesting that you say that because that was the same thinking here in New England, right? It's like if you're going to talk to Belichick and you talk to him a second time, there's a part of you almost saying, like, what do you really have to talk to him about a second time? Is it just signing papers? But there was also this thing, and, and, and I wonder if this played into it as well, is we a lot of us wondered if Belichick, the next place he went to, would he be able to get the control similar to what he had here in New England? But knowing that Arthur Blank is, like, you know, is the alpha and omega with that team, would he be able to have that conversation did any of that start to peer out that maybe that Belichick might have wanted to, to have control in terms of personnel and that might have kind of you know shook the boat a little? Well, the thing that makes us seem that that was definitely a conversation was what the team did once they named Raheem Mars um, regarding Rich McKay, mm. who has been uh, he's been Arthur Blank's right hand from the day he's um, you know practically purchased his franchise and McKay came here from Tampa Bay. Um, you know, he seems like he was just someone that's always going to be up toward the top as far as the organization goes. And he was the club president. And once the the, um, the decision was made on Mars, you know, McKay is now in charge of the Atlanta United. He's in charge of the soccer team. Um, someone who's been this close confidant, you know, and that's the whole thing. When they came out and made the decision that Arthur Smith was gone, Terry Fontenot, the GM, was nowhere to be found. Wow. We didn't know where he was. You know, That's kind of like with, uh, with, with, with Jonathan Kraft here when everything was changing. He seemed to have disappeared as well here. Yeah, so that's that's something that everybody, that, that started a whole nother question here. Okay, Arthur Smith is gone, but where is the team GM? Why are we just seeing, you know, Arthur Blank and Rich McKay? And so that's the other question that was there. And they said, well, his role is different. He's back at the office. He's doing whatever. But we just know here's a guy that's the GM of the team, and he's not visible. And we and the thing, some of us thought that if Belichick came, maybe he wanted to have a say of who was in that capacity. Or maybe he wanted that title as well. Yeah. So, you know, now we know that Fontenot is staying and that he and Morris are going to be the people who really report directly to Arthur Blank as far as decisions with with, uh, with, with the football team and, and, and the roster and whatnot. And that McKay's job, while he stays involved with, you know, A and B, um, you know, his role is going to be shifted more to the soccer team. I mean, he's still around. He's still going to be in place. 
And he's still obviously thought of highly and highly regarded for the NFL office, being on the rules committee and, 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 uh, and several other committees he's a part of. You know, years ago, KJ, people thought that McKay may have been a, a, a person who could be one day NFL commissioner uh, because of his background. You know, right. a lawyer, what he's done here, and obviously his family with his dad having been the, the founding coach of the, the Tampa Bucks. Bay Bucks and, right. and uh, successful coach out of Southern California for all those years. So he's very highly respected and highly regarded. People here in town start to ask him, what does he do? <laughs> you know, <laughs> because he's always, you know, around in the face and, and doing and doing some type things. And some people here in town start to question his role. So his so, role has been changed. And we think maybe that's, and people say, maybe that came out of the conversations with Belichick. Mm. And, and so that may be an impact that he had on this team and this franchise, even though he's not here. So it's interesting because the obviously the hiring of Raheem Morris has affected Bill Belichick, and the effect of Bill Belichick being let go here is Gerard Mayo, someone that you remember playing when he was at the University of Tennessee in all those games, butting up against Georgia, and, that, and that, that's the team Martin team, I believe, that went to the national championship and won, right? I, is, uh, that won it. That, that won it, it. Martin, right. Martin, Martin won it. Peyton yeah. Manning didn't. Did not. That's right. So yeah, Gerard Mayo's on that team that actually won a national championship at Tennessee, the years after that Peyton Manning did not do it. And and I think it's fascinating because it and we'll just I'll just call it what it is. The hiring of Raheem Morris, which is a bit of a re- retread, right? Like he's he's been a head coach, but then you see someone like Antonio Pierce and Gerard Mayo, guys who are getting the nod almost seemingly at the front of the line. Does that seem different to you than what we've seen in the past in terms of coaches like Pierce? And Gerard Mayo being the first choice, even even Raheem Morris, I think that's what I don't want to say bothers, but I think that's what baffles some people is how is Raheem Morris more of a better qualified candidate for the job than than Bill Belichick? Like, are we seeing changes in the NFL because you followed you've you've covered the league for years? Well, people talk about this hiring cycle and how you had more more African American candidates you going in and in, uh, in, in interview for jobs. You know, oddly enough, the name that we've heard so much over the years, we didn't hear at all was Eric Bieniemy. Right. Uh, we ain't heard we ain't heard his name at all. Huh. Uh, but 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 that tells you the depth of of talent um, that has been established in roles. Uh, I mean, coaches who've had a chance to be coordinators and be decision makers and have main imp- real impact on successful teams. Uh, I think uh, the rest of the league set up and took notice of what happened out of Houston this year. That's right. You know, as a first-year coach comes in with a rookie quarterback, that's usually a recipe for disaster in the league. You know, if we can hit a, a brand-new coach and a brand-new uh, quarterback fresh out of college, man, those guys were hit. And so that's something else I think that, that helped. And, you know, some people were wondering there about there with New England. They said, well, aren't they going to interview some other people? Then they have to do anything at all because New England was able to go through a seamless process right. with it, but nobody else has been able to do that. So that's one thing the Patriots were able to do that none of the other teams in the league were, were able to do. But for this hiring cycle, yeah, it, it, it to me it was, was one where you heard about and you saw more. One that surprised me was that Pierce was allowed to interview other places. Wow, how, yeah. how did the Raiders even allow him to interview other places after what he did with that team on an interim basis? Um, yeah, I, so, go ahead. No, I, I, I don't know what, what your thoughts were on, on on that because that really surprised me. 
Well, here's why I'm not surprised, and this is not a, a, an African-American's name that I'm going to put out there, but I think they've kind of set a precedent in the league, and that's Dan Campbell. I think these owners are seeing that if you can get a head coach who's the leader of men, John Harbaugh would follow into that suit as well. That if I know that I can get my 53-man roster to all run through a wall for this one man, I can get results, right? Because this is what they know in the business world, right? Like, if I have a structure of people in this in this corporate America, era, you know, business, whatever it may be, if everybody believes in that leader, then what can't you get out of them? And I think that's what you're probably going to see with Gerard Mayo. That's why I think that some people think that the Patriots are going to suffer this year. And I would say, you know, there's been suffering the last couple of years. But again, as you mentioned, what D'Amico Ryans did in Houston, nobody saw that coming because the culture didn't even, it didn't even, you wouldn't even guess that even going into the season. So now I think a lot of teams are saying, I want what D'Amico Ryans is getting. I want what Dan Campbell is getting out of Detroit and really putting a face back on that city. And if we can do that with our immediate franchise, now we'll have different culture centers for players. Because I joke here on the air that, you know, these players are not playing for mama's house anymore. Like mama got that house when they were sophomore in college. So these guys are now saying, look, I don't, you can offer me the most money. But if you can offer me a culture that I want to be a part of and run through the wall for my leader, sign me up. And so I think maybe these are more of the head coaches we're going to see in the NFL, do you think? Um, you know, I certainly hope so. I certainly hope so. And as far as what Mars is going to greet here, he's going to, he's going to greet a team that has drafted some talent offensively, gathered some players defensively on the defensive side of the ball. Let's see. How much of that they can they can bring back for the uh, for the uh, for next season? We had, we hadn't seen the Falcons' defense perform the way this one did in a number of years. And yeah, we so, played all and, the time here on video. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, right. So 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 let's so let's let's try to retain some of that, but also you know there's some projects on the offensive side, like Kyle Pitts at tight end. A lot of people thought that maybe you know he had been kind of lost, and maybe he's still recovering, you know, from his injury and his surgery. But people certainly felt like he could have played more of a vital role, and and maybe the previous coach didn't know how to to uh, to get the most from him. And also at times, Bijan Robinson, your first round pick from last season, you make him your your top pick, and he shows you what he's capable of doing. Yet there were some times he was MIA, uh, and when the team seemingly needed him, I, I think you know Mars comes in with a great deal of talent to work with a line that is, a line that has proven itself to block well for the run need some work for the pass, and that's going to factor into who they are able to attract as a quarterback if they're going to be able to bring one in as a free agent, make a trade for one, or if they're going to have to do it through the draft. Atlanta sportscaster and my big brother, Sam Crenshaw, uh, also part of our sister station, 92.9 The Game in Atlanta. Before I let you go, Sam, let's talk a little Super Bowl. Um, are you surprised that the Chiefs are the underdogs in this? I, it kind of doesn't matter, though, does it? I mean, everybody to a man, even the people who said, yeah, I, I like San Francisco, boy, it's hard to go against Mahomes. I ran into Trent Dilford this week. Uh, okay. we, have, we, we, have, we have a franchise in the brand-new uh, Pro Volleyball uh, Federation, the Atlanta Vibe, and Trent Dilford's daughter is on the team. Of course, he's coaching over at UAB now. And, uh, Intensively, you know, yes. For him to pop over. <laughs> yeah, so it's, pop, it's, it's easy for him to pop over and, and check out her match. And we talked with him for a while. And while I talked with him, I said, look, who do you like in the game? Of course, he played for the 49ers for a time. So, you know, still know some people out there. So he says, I, I got to go for my old team. He said, but I tell you what, it's hard to bet against Mahomes, man. 
Mm. That's what the guys is able to do. And that's what I'm getting from everybody, even the people who really, really feel the 49ers are the team. And they they have the total, in totality, they have the better team, you know, than the the Chiefs do this year, especially the Chiefs' offense and what they've been able to do, considering some of the faces that are gone that we've seen that were mainstays over the years in these other Super Bowl teams. But they still feel like, you know, it's hard to bet against uh, the guy that got a quarterback up there because he just finds a way. He just simply finds a way. So there's there, this has been this big argument that if Patrick Mahomes wins this Super Bowl, that some believe that he would be the greatest of all time, surpassing Brady. Foolishness, or are they on to something? A little bit foolishness. Oh, I don't say foolishness. I mean, they are on to something, possibly. Right. Um, you know, we're going to need to see him do it some more. You know, obviously the number of Super Bowl championships. But because, remember, Brady had the cast change some with him, too. Yeah. You know, he had some receivers that left and, and some others. And that was the thing that was the magic of, of the New England Patriots to me for so many years. They would find people that would just fit, that were right. just the right fit. You know, and, and so that's the thing that was, I think was the magical thing about he and Belichick. If we can, if we can still mention them together, it seems like everybody wants to, well, wants to separate, keep them separated. Right. But to me, that was the magic of, of the Patriots for so many years. And, and maybe that's something we are seeing in Kansas City. Maybe they are able to plug different pieces in. The big question now is, if the Chiefs do, will they need a new head coach? And that's the other shoe that has yet to drop. Yeah, that that is fascinating. There's been some talk here that like does Brady, I mean, does Belichick go to Kansas City if Andy Reid retires? I can see yeah. a scenario where Andy Reid does leave for some personal reasons, right? A lot of things have personally happened in his life, first in Philadelphia, right. and then they've re reemerged in, in during his time in Kansas City that he may want to, you know, be able to make himself one hundred percent available to address those things. But I don't think the answer to that is Belichick goes to Kansas City. Do you? I, I don't. I don't think so. Um, I'm curious. Maybe that's when we hear enemy's name. I think so too. You know, I think that's Maybe why so. like, he he literally has gone in the witness protection program this off season. It's like <laughs> I don't even I don't even remember hearing that the guy was fired. You know, wearing the scarlet. This guy's wearing a scarlet letter with a team that actually has a scarlet letter. So it's it's kind of weird with what's going on with Eric <laughs> Bieniemy. So Sam Crenshaw uh, from our sister station WGC ninety two nine the game in Atlanta. And uh, true story, was I not your very first intern when you were a sportscaster for a CBS affiliate? Yeah, yeah, and fantastic, so talented, and um, we all knew that you were on your way to doing tremendous things, man. And um, I'm like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm so proud of everything that you've been able to accomplish within work and with with, with, with your family and your oh. life. Oh, uh, thank you, man. You know, I still have absolutely. six minutes without being emotional before I get to the break. <laughs> but thank you <laughs> so much, Sam. Best to you. And uh, check him out. You can catch him on the game in Atlanta. And thank you so much for your insight on what happened or didn't happen with Belichick there in Atlanta. Whew. All right. We get to hear from Raheem Mars tomorrow at 2 o'clock. You're having a stress conference. Maybe, maybe we'll find out more. We'll see. Yeah, maybe one of Belichick's kids pops up. Out of, I don't know. Thank you so much, Sam. <laughs> have a good one, my man. Uh, Sam Crenshaw. Yeah, Zach, that, that is the guy who, you know, we do our internships, right, when we get into this industry. And uh, this was before DVDs, I think, existed. I'm totally kidding. But um, true story, I'm coming in, and God rest his soul, a guy named uh, Mike Hogwood, who used to call NASCAR and some ACC basketballs in college, he's just like, uh, Sam, you just got here, and you're going to intern with him. 
and that's how and we've been like at the hip for years, uh, Zach. So even when I came to it, when I moved to Atlanta, I, I stayed in for because in this industry, like you really want to grow, you're gonna have to find some people who stay in their house for a little bit. So it sometimes the pay dictates it like that. But just to be, yeah, it's very fascinating to think that okay. In Atlanta, they thought that it was going to be Belichick getting the job, especially with the second thing. But it seemed like just very similar to here that maybe the control situation did start to rear its head somewhere between interview one, maybe in interview two, that by the time you come to the final decision, that that circle was going to stay tight and it wasn't going to have Belichick come in, obviously bring his people in. Think about it. Look, Josh McDaniel's not hired. Uh, Bill O'Brien might be in between two jobs already. So if I was Bill O'Brien, I would stay at Ohio State because that head coach is one Michigan loss away from Bill O'Brien being the head coach at Ohio State. So it's it's very fascinating that I think we're seeing this kind of changing of the guard. I do want to get to something we did hit upon a little bit on the conversation, and that's this Patrick Mahomes as the greatest of all time. Now, hold your breath, some of you, but I'm going to tell you from three, two to one, one, Two and three, you're going to be shocked at how I have them put. Okay. Number three, Patrick Mahomes. Here is why. We've only seen the immediate work. We haven't seen what the final the final product looks like, right? Pro stats, uh, pro football references, it's a great site just for looking for things. But I hate when people like come with it with a book report. Like if Mahomes' career stopped right now, there's a comp maybe somewhere at the high end, Brett Favre, and at the low end, Dante Culpepper. Not a bad area. At number two, Joe Montana. This guy only missed the playoffs in a strike season. <laughs> that, that's, that, that, that's the greatness of Montana. And, and, and I would argue that for those who've never seen Joe Montana, go back and watch, because this stuff is available, go back and watch what Montana did and how, it, how advanced that was in the game. The reason why Brady is number one is because of the nearly 10-year gap between Super Bowl winning title three and four. That's what's the unheard of because people had careers during that time where Brady wasn't winning Super Bowls and the Patriots were losing in these high-end games, championship games, second round, all these different things that were happening. And for it to still happen three more times, the reason why it's very similar because it's very similar to Jordan in the NBA. Right When people make the argument about LeBron versus Jordan, people forget that Jordan stepped away from basketball completely, tried his hand at another sport, then came back to play basketball, got his wind a little bit, and then went to go on and win three more. That's kind of what Brady did in his career, and for it to be so long at that position, Patrick Mahomes really is going to have to have a 20-22 year career and he can't really have this super long gap because in, in today's environment, they'll be like, oh, man, he won those Super Bowls like 10 years ago. There has to be a second act that's greater than Tom Brady's second act, and I don't know how one does that with the history of injuries, the lifespan of a quarterback in the league, free agency and changes. So uh, some people wonder if Travis Kelsey may be getting pretty close to retirement either after this season or maybe next and what that looks for for the for, for, for Mahomes down the line. So, look, being number three right now isn't bad because Joe Montana, again, just absolutely dominated an entire decade. Look, Super Bowl in 81, strike season 82, lost the conference championship in 83, won the Super Bowl in 84, lost the wild card in 85, lost the divisional, lost the divisional, won the Super Bowl, won the Super Bowl, lost the conference, back goes out, 
Steve Young steps in. That's that, that's Joe Montana right there. So not even considering his time in Kansas City because those Kansas City teams that he went to, they really needed more than what he provided, and he provided a lot just for them to just get to some type of relevancy because the Chiefs of the 80s were absolutely horrible. I remember it as a kid. Zach, they used to have these things where you used to collect these football helmets, and you used to get scoops of ice cream. And there were teams that you were like, oh, I got to get that. Cowboys. I knew some people who were, you know, who were associated with the Patriots when I was a little kid. So it was like, oh, Patriots, you know, like you know, Giants, you weren't really grabbing for those helmets. You weren't grabbing, you weren't grabbing for a Kansas City Chiefs hat at that time. So Montana is the reason why teams are now suddenly putting the emphasis on how many rings do you have because the guy won three Super Bowl, four Super Bowls between 81 and 89. And that's what Patrick Mahomes has to do, right? Like in a 10-year span, you've got to win straight up four. You've got to dominate a decade. I don't know if he dominated it. Like if, if he'd beaten if he'd beaten Brady. Two times he lost to Brady. Like How do you weigh age. those? So when looking at it in the grand scheme of things, say Mahomes does get to seven and matches Brady, do you still put Brady ahead because of the head-to-head record? I don't know if it would be head-to-head at that time. It would then be uh, maybe a question of longevity, right? If he wins seven, then you say, okay, yeah, you've won seven. If he does it in 10 years, then, yeah, there's no question, right? You're you're doing something that mo- even greater than Montana, and the question always about who Brady had to pass to be the greatest was Montana. So clearly it makes you greater than Montana. Then will come the conversation of your longevity, and I think that might be the slight edge where Brady will get it. If Brady's the one that ends up with the 21-year career, and winning a Super Bowl in year twenty in year twenty, right? Patrick Mahomes has got to be around for twenty years, right? Now, if he wins seven at the beginning and doesn't win any more towards the end, yeah, you still say, look, you had a longevity career, but you would say, okay, why couldn't you win it the remainder of the time? What happened? There had there's some depreciation going on here with Brady. He pretty much rehabbed the house. It's almost like for those in Boston who remember how cheap it used to be to be able to get a brownstone on Mass Ave when things were really, really bad, and then try and sell it now, like, oh, my goodness, you know, like, we have to sell family parts as well just to be able to afford to, to, to for someone to buy it. So that's the thing. Tom Brady had a resurrection inside of his career. I don't know how long this trajection for Patrick Mahomes will last. All right, we'll do Would You Rather More Likely To next. It's KJWEEI. Good Sunday to you, 617-779-7937. We'll get to some of your texts next, 37937. Thanks for hanging out. Get Boston Sports Original on the go. Wherever you go. Just download the Odyssey app. We're right back to it. It's KJ Carson on WEEI. W-E-E-I, good Sunday to you. KJ Carson here with you, 617-779-7937. Text line 37937. Missed any of the show or any of the shows today. Remember, the Odyssey app is free. Just download it to your phone and then type in 937-W-E-E-I. Put a little, click a little heart there, and it'll be to your favorites. And then you come and you play chapter by chapter, show by show, uh, podcast as well that are on the station. The Odyssey app, take it wherever you go. Um, still to come, look, look the, the other big news, right, outside of Belichick's A3, I mean, that's some serious cash he laid down, A3 in the globe, is Theo Epstein's back. And why Theo Epstein coming back is really like the guy who used to live in the apartment complex. 
And now he's part of the ownership group in the building, and I'm going to tell you how that works out. And I got some bad news in terms of relevance of importance the Red Sox sit at. That's coming in 15 minutes. All right, Zach Coe, producer extraordinaire, what you got on the text line? All right. We got 508. The player's ego and overall attitude is way too soft in today's game. I, you know, but define what soft is. It's soft to you, right? Do, like here's, the, here's what's crazy, and I'm going to walk a thin line when I say this. So it's okay in football to kind of berate and just absolutely mentally and verbally abuse people. But then in other jobs, if you do it, oh my gosh, we've got to roll out videotape and sensitivity training and everything. So how can one part of society be soft, the football side, but in another side of society, you're like, well, you can't, you know, you can't do that. Cause look in this industry, there's so many things that you cannot do that you could do five, 10 years ago. Look, Zach, you'd be shocked to know this. I've literally had a th- chair thrown at me by a former program director, a chair thrown at me. He missed that's that. That's the most important part of the story. Was it Bobby Knight? No, but I mean, the, 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 if I said who the program director was and they ran it back by tape, they would know I, I they would be perfectly identified, but when he threw the chair at me, I wasn't like, I've got to, I've got to contact HR. You know what I did was just go find out more dirt about his personal life that I was like, one day I'm just going to pull this lever and this dude's going to fall 50 stories through the ground in his personal life. But now, you know, like everybody we pulled into a conference room and offense video would be shown. You'd be taking all these portal tests and everything. So don't give me this whole thing about the NFL player is soft now. Where at one time you were okay with them being yelled at, berated, chairs thrown, fisticuffs with coaches and stuff like that. I mean, if it doesn't fly in regular society, it shouldn't fly in the locker room. One more if you got it. Uh, Let's see what we got. A lot of it was uh, them calling the last show stupid when they started talking about the uh, Mahomes-Brady stuff. Well, what did they say? Uh, Here's one that we can actually read on air. Brady handed Mahomes his first regular season loss, first postseason loss, and first Super Bowl loss. He'll never be better than Brady. Well, as one person, I would say never say never because anything could happen, right? And I think I just explained the scenario that Patrick Mahomes would have to have at least a 17 to 20-year career with probably eight Super Bowl wins, even if he gets them on the front end. If he has a 20-year career, that's going to be the key. And, and I think... If, if you're under the thought process of that, he'll never pass Brady as the greatest of all time. Maybe a better way of that thought process is that it's going to be highly unlikely that the guy's going to be in the league for 21, 22 years. That's the, that's the thing. So it's not so much that Patrick Mahomes may not surpass Brady in terms of winning accolades. It just may not be he, he may not pass Brady in terms of how many years and doing a second act. So that's the other thing. Brady's greatness is tied to him doing a second act of nearly 10 years of not winning a championship. That is the most unheard of part. All right, more of your text, more of your call, 617-779-7937. Text line is 37937. But now it is time for... Hit it, Zach. I swear I get names right here. They give me all the new producers. I train them up well. And then they go work in other day parts. You, 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 rather more like the two. Uh-huh. Either or I ask of you. Would you, 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 rather more like the two. Either or I ask of you. All right. Three questions. Would you rather more likely to happen than either or? They could be in anything, sports, life. Here we go. 
All righty, let's get started. Would you rather keep Linus Allmark through the season or trade him now to get pieces in return? I know this is going to be controversial to some, but if Jeremy Swayman wets the bed and there's no Linus Allmark back there to kind of save during the playoffs, oh, what were you thinking? Now, if you ask me, the two most important figures in Boston sports right now are Jeremy Swayman and Christoph Porzingis because if both don't show up, I put past Pasternak probably third in there. It's going to be a disastrous feeling once again. So, look, Linus is signed through next year. Keep him this year. If Swayman performs, you know he's got the contract coming up. If he does what he's supposed to do in the playoffs, and let's say they win a Stanley Cup, now Linus becomes such a desirable piece for other teams next year that you can get a better return and you still have Swayman. So keep him through the season. It's not over. Please don't let Swayman wet the bed in the playoffs. All right, next. Is it's politically incorrect to say wet the bed because I don't. I don't, I don't think so. I think that's no, fair to I'm say. Just, some people are sensitive about they that. They definitely wet the bed in the playoffs last year. So. Oh, All righty. More likely to happen. Mac Jones is on the opening day Patriots roster, or he gets traded during the draft. You know, with Alex Van Pelt coming in as the offensive coordinator, first thing you think is like. He's worked with Deshaun Watson in the same season. He's worked with Joe Flacco. Why does it feel like that Mac Jones may still be around for a look-see? So I think he's on the opening day roster because I think the Patriots need to get some more value out of Mac Jones so that way they can trade him for value. Because if you're another team, you're the Patriots. You can't ask for a second rounder for Mac Jones. You can't ask for. I don't even think you could probably get a fourth rounder for Mac Jones at this point. And Trey Lance didn't play, what, a couple of games, and they got hit for a fourth in Dallas. So I think Mac Jones is on the opening day roster. And I think if he performs well in preseason, I think you'll be able to increase your trade value. All right, final one. Either or. Either Travis Kelsey gets caught in a summertime affair, or Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift are engaged by November 5th, 2024. (laughs) Heads will explode if Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift continue to have this love affair going into next football season into the election cycle, right? People are screaming their heads off now, but I think there's going to be some operatives trying to get Travis Kelsey caught up in a TMZ-like situation with another woman over the summer because, you know, you get away from football activities and, ooh, that's Travis Kelsey. who got that fade haircut and everything, but I think Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift are more likely to be engaged by November 5th, Election Day 2024, than Travis Kelsey getting caught in a summertime affair, at least with video. And that is Would You Rather More Likely to Either Or here on WEEI. I am KJ. The final hour is next. Theo is back. And what that means, hang out on WEEI. Good Sunday to you. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.